2: Hey guys. Let me not sound all sex. Right. I, was just right. Like, I, was okay. like, I don't know why I'm feeling like a sex phone operator, kind okay. Of uh, <laughs> hey guys, this is your girl Mandy B, aka dead bitch. I ain't gonna go through all my AKAs. Um but once again we are dropping yet another episode for our wonderful patrons. Thank you guys so much again for supporting us. Um, and just helping us build this brand to be what it is. Like, I'm super excited. Y'all are the reason I feel like my pussy is on another level, because the bitch is on HBO now. Like, <laughs> bitch, I feel like I'm fucking lit. Um, So, as most of you guys know, very, like, even from the very beginning of the podcast, I have, you know, talked about my weight and how it's affected me. And, like, most of you know, if you don't know, I did have surgery in January. I had, um the VSG, which is like the gastric sleeve, and I'm so very excited because I'm finally going to open up about the process, about my insecurities with my weight gain over the years, how it affected me in the bedroom, as well as how it affected me with dating, how I've seen myself, and I'm so very happy to be having this conversation alongside a very good friend of mine and fellow podcaster. I have... Naima everyone. from the Sophisticated Ignorance podcast. I have been a guest on that show twice. Um, They're super amazing. Steven, her co-host, allowed me to talk about colorism and all these other issues that I felt. It was like, it's honestly one of my favorite episodes that I've ever done outside of my own show. Like, honestly, and I've told Steven that multiple times. Um, So naima is here i know y'all are like well bitch why is she here on the show we don't know who um but naima is here because she had the same surgery as i did yes i did um and y'all be talking shit but she's a beautiful chocolate wonderful black woman doing her thing out here um and she's also kind of dealt with the same issues that i did and also i just feel like i can't speak on the entire process myself so i hit her up and i was like hey girl um Let's do this. Could you have this conversation with me? And she said yes, absolutely. Like, yeah. Um, And real quick, can you let them know what else you've actually opened up about this prior?
1: You did a documentary on your journey? I did. I did a documentary um about the surgery that I had as well as my past breakup with my ex, mm-hmm. which stemmed the documentary because I was going through a lot of the time. And in the course of the breakup, the surgery happened. And if you guys want to see the documentary, it is actually on my podcast website, sipodcast.net, and you can check it out on there. It's, I'm I'm just, I'm glad that you're as transparent
2: as I am, Um, especially when it comes to your weight. As women, y'all know it's it's difficult to talk about, but at the same time, we also want to walk around like we have this confidence, like ain't ain't nothing bothering us and nothing like that. So I did want to start, I guess, just so that you guys can maybe relate to us or see where we're coming. um, I want to start off with both of us addressing our or or mentioning our our highest moments weights is that how we would say that um and then maybe even the the biggest clothing sizes we have been Mm -hmm. i want you guys to really kind of just know our journey and where we're coming from um and where we were to to where we had these negative effects Mm -hmm. i would say on our life um Mm -hmm. so i guess we can start with myself um the largest weight that I had weighed um was two hundred and thirty pounds. Um and when I had reached that weight, I was just like, There's no way I am this- There's no way. Especially because at the time everyone was like, Oh, you're shapely, you look right. Like, you're not really
1: painted. You don't to look, look like yes, you that much, I look you good. know. Mm-hmm.
2: Um and I think the the largest pant size that I had reached at one point was like a 16, 18.
1: Uh, what about you, Naima? My highest weight was 287, and I was about an 18, Oof. 20 sometimes. Yeah. Oof. And I'm bottom heavy.
2: We're both bottom heavy. Yeah. And that's always been my issue. So yeah. even, and we were just talking about it too, like there were times where I was just like going shopping and. They either had larges or extra larges, but I would not go into that plus size section. Mm-hmm. I would just not go into it because of you know insecurities within myself. I was like, I ain't didn't have to accept it. You're right, and I was like, bitch, I'm thick. I ain't plus size. <laughs> what a thick section at. <laughs> what a thick thick. I'm thick. What that section at. <laughs> um. So that was definitely one of my my insecurities was actually shopping in. You know, like, if someone would suggest Lame Brian, I'd be like, bitch, I don't need to go there." Like, you now see, you dragging it. You know, I'd be mean like, you see you this waist, bitch? Now. You see this waist? No. Um, so, what stemmed you, I guess, at your highest weight, what were your feelings? What things impacted you um, with dating, with sex? What, 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 in the bedroom. We're going to get there, too. But what, what impacted you while you were
1: heavy? Yeah. I think the same with you, like, shopping. And then getting frustrated. It's like, forget it. I don't want to go. I'm not putting this on. Yeah. I'm staying home. Yeah. I don't care. Um, I didn't really want to do too much. I didn't really want to be in, like, public. I used to love partying. When I gave away, I was like, no, I don't want to go. If we go Same. to, if we go to like, a little bar, or, like, if we're going to dinner, I'll come. But, like, I'm not going to the club. because then I felt like they're not checking for me. But a lot of times my friends would be like, yo, like he want to talk to you and i'll be like no he don't like he just want to talk to me because the whole he never been a big girl before and that's the thing now i don't want to talk to him so that affected me too not knowing if someone actually liked me because they thought i was pretty and they was attracted to me if it's because like i've never been with a big girl before can i it's so So crazy crazy you bring that
2: up i want to bring that up because i don't i i'm not sure if i really talked about this on the on the podcast but there was, I just, we call them blue checks, niggas with blue checks. Mm-hmm. And there was a blue check that slid into my DM. This was b- prior to my surgery. This was probably, I was maybe like 220, I, give or take 10 pounds, mm-hmm. between 220, 230. Um, but, of course, like, I have always had, like, my small waist. I still, you know, dress how I, I, I dress, whatever, DMs. you know. you know. And so he hopped in my DMs, and we were talking. He was a ball player, so I was like, okay, he was decent looking. I was like, all right, we could do this. And literally less than 24 hours into us talking he pretty much let me know that I was on his bucket list oh and i was like i'm on i'm on your bucket list i'm like what i don't understand like right do you know me from the past and he's like no he was like i've never been with a girl your size and he's like you're right at the size where i feel like i just want to see if i can handle you what and i really felt like hmm. but i felt like i got that a lot I felt like with my with my weight, and I say it all the time, I felt like more niggas were checking for me when I was bigger in real life, but I felt more fetishized. So I felt like Agreed. men would want to have sex with me, but they weren't trying to date me. Right. Men would have sex with me, but they might want to be like, man, don't sit here and let people know. No, we, no, I, we, yeah, and we mm-hmm, fucking like, or mm-hmm. they wouldn't, you know, or it'd be the guys that, had girlfriends and wives that looked like, you know, beautiful fucking models, Statues- stick figures, mm-hmm. statuesque women, and were sitting here loving everything about my hips, my ass, like, you know, whatever roles I had. And I, it literally started to even take a toll on me how I was thinking about myself mm-hmm. in the sexual way. And because I was like, these niggas really, like, it's a fetish it's to a them. Toy. And I started feeling like, I'm probably never gonna have a boyfriend because I feel like now I'm a fun toy for niggas. I literally started looking at myself like yep. a sexual object yep. and something to have fun with, but yep. not something to, to take seriously. To take seriously yeah. and because of my weight. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, this can't be. Like, this can't be. But something that we were talking about, and I don't know if any of you ladies that are listening um, attach yourself to this, but we were talking about. Maybe not even dating, but going out and getting attention from men. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, when you were in the club, girls would be like, but he checking for you. Girl, he checking for you. And there's been times where even though I was insecure leaving the apartment and how I dressed, like, because the bitch was wearing spandex every day, wear, <laughs> my friend was like, bitch, another bodysuit? Yes. I was like, bitch, yes. yes. Sure is. It's I'm comfortable. I'm wearing spandex. Thank pole. you very much. <laughs> bitch there's nothing else that's fitting i know this is going on um but it would be like when i would go out even though i wasn't 100 secure with me if i went out and niggas was trying to holla at me or i got attention from men, i was like oh bitch i'm good i'm good i'm good good. knowing i don't like going shopping Mm -hmm. i'm looking at what i'm eating because i'm like bitch you really don't need this i'm Feeling like I'm fetishized when I finally am getting hit up by guys or having sex, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I I'm not as happy as I'm portraying. I've always portrayed that I was confident. Oh, one time for the BBWs, and I will say that was also something that I hated seeing. Do you know how many comments I was getting? Yes, big girl. Oh, that one time to- for the BBWs. Ooh, that was a be- me-
1: yes, chunky. Don't call me that. Don't call- don't call me that. I, for the for the fellas listening, I can say that <laughs> nigga. You My can, friends can say that to you me. Cannot. You can't say that to so me. So for, for I don't for like it. For the men
2: listening, I, real quick, and this wasn't even a, a part of the topic yeah. I, we brought up, <laughs> but I wanted to to say here. So you're, m- me and Naima are both, you know. Yeah, ho. Hey, this is just a preview of what you can look forward to expecting if you become a patron at patreon.com backslash horrible decisions. We drop bonus content every month. We do nice little meet and greets with our patrons and we just share just a lot of bonus content that you can't get anywhere else so if you want to hear more of this episode and more bonus episodes that are available go on over to patreon.com backslash horrible decisions and for just five dollars a month you can receive bonus content hope to see you over there and welcome to the whorehive. hive
0: from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god